0: By the way, this is how we do the podcast. It is never scripted. We just pull it out of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's that so surprising, yeah. that thingy.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Don't have a staff meeting before. Or?
3: Is there a game control? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little hot. How's that? I think so.
2: Yep. Yeah. Good, 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 good. I All think right. so, yeah. You all can right. always turn it up, you guys, but if you get the digital distortion, you're just
3: screwed. Turn it a little bit. Turn a little bit more, just to give us some 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 grace. That way, if it gets a little hot, it won't be. Turn it down a little more. more. Just a right. teeny bit. Okay, let's try. All right. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Arrgh, yes. yo. Hey. Okay. Hey. okay. Oh man, and we are coming to you sort of live. Semi? Yeah, semi live. (laughs) -live. And we are not high above the Mellow Mushroom. No. We are at the beautiful Lakeshore Camp and Retreat Center in Eva, Tennessee. It's the Another 48 Hours of Frankness uh, Samson Retreat. Got guys here from all around the country, all around North America. Did we have anybody from off North America this year? I don't think we did. No. No. Would somebody like to lie about that? It'll make this <laughs> <them> seem spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: and it's, I, I think Alaska sort of should count. Well. Yeah, so there you real. go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there we go.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. North yeah, <laughs> <America>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's not be nitpicky about geography here. Right. And it is now Sunday morning. Uh, it has been a full weekend. I am tired, but it's a good tired. Uh, some of the fellows were up. Uh, by the grace of God, this was the weekend. Uh, this was Benny Hinn weekend, fallback weekend. So we uh, we got an extra hour of sleep last night, yeah, which most of us didn't. Spend on sleep. No, There's a lot of great uh, time around the fire, a lot of good conversations. Uh, I especially loved watching the guys from virtual meetings, uh, just enjoying the fact that they were in the same physical space. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not as though uh, they had a lot to catch up on. That's amazing to me. that guys who are talking to each other really nonstop. I now know because I'm in a group meeting. (laughs) Uh, They're not only meeting uh, in the virtual meetings and seeing each other and being honest in the meetings, running a great meeting. uh, And and it is amazing how close a virtual meeting is to a physical meeting. Uh, But then they're talking throughout the week. So they know each other and now they get to 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 hug and and uh you know hang around the fire and joke and yeah it's just a beautiful thing yeah
2: i i have wanted to have a a zoom room that is the virtual pub that's just open all the time so people after the meeting can go yeah you can you know, break off and say, oh, "I want to have a private conversation with this person." Mm-hmm. There's some good Irish music. There's some pogues in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that would be cool because that's the part that's missing is the meeting after the meeting, yeah, yeah. getting yeah. to just talk and yeah. possibly have that follow-up conversation. So, now that I've said that, someone who knows something just. Create a virtual Make pub. that happen. Okay. Fully authorized. Okay, good. With long, virtual as beer. As long as you ask permission. With, with virtual, <laughs> beer. <laughs> virtual beer. Virtual so, beer. It's all O'Doul's. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> virtual. Uh, so,
0: want, did you have more preamble? Uh, well, I did want to acknowledge that uh, Jeff Schulte was here on Friday night and brought it hard. Uh, and then yesterday, the workshops were uh, just phenomenal. Aaron, you tore it up with that workshop on uh, on the Enneagram. It was, and I know now, because I listened to your talk, how you hate this public at, affirmation. At this, at this yeah. moment.
4: Yeah, oh. <laughs>
0: So let's just lay it on if I (laughs) don't have (laughs) it.
2: Mondo's an eight as well, so he's recommending something. We can turn back that (laughs) up very (laughs) easily. Uh, But for those of you that were there last night, you now saw the look on my face when Nate said stuff like that.
0: (laughs) I'm like, okay, go ahead,
2: finish what you're saying, Nate, and let's move on with the show. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Is Sam Black still here, or did they have to take off? They left in, yeah. They had to leave. Okay, Sam Black was here from Covenant Eyes and did a, tr- a tremendous uh, presentation, really breaking down the cultural uh, threat that pornography poses and, and then explaining the neurology and then giving us uh, un- just illuminating the path out. I thought it was beautiful. Tom Ryan, wow, telling such a powerful story and bringing a challenge to the church last night. And uh, and then the virtual guys, there was a lot of give and take uh, when Ben Cody and Jason Shuppert, uh did a tutorial here on how to set up and run a virtual meeting. And by the way, Ben has, we're gonna, when are we gonna put up that tutorial video? How are we gonna make that available to people so they can learn how to start a meeting and run a virtual meeting?
5: We're talking about
0: doing it on a YouTube channel. Okay, a nice. YouTube channel, nice. cool. Okay, uh,
2: And if enough people do that, we'll start putting, we, how many episodes did we put up on YouTube with the podcast? As many as you want, man. Well, I mean, I, I did like nine, I think, or yeah. eight, maybe four. Yeah, but we, I don't know. But it was time it, intensive it, for you it, to edit all. It of that. took a lot oh. more time for me, and then there was like thirteen views. I'm like, yeah, nope.
1: <laughs> well, played. well played
2: But eights are so smart That they know when they're wasting their time <laughs> So anyways, if, if that becomes a thing Then we can put it back up And it, it was a little easier when I didn't do the banter parts It was just the interview So, yeah, sure. yeah. If that's something you guys like would really like And actually use uh, Do let me know Because
0: we can do it well, it's great to have Mondo here. I get this question all the time. Where the hell is Mondo? Uh, Where's Waldo? Where's <laughs> Mondo? Yeah. yeah. I'm
2: picturing that's the Detroit edition.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's downtown yeah. Detroit. Where's Mondo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hiding in the burnt house over there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the second window in yeah. the burnt house. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah man. Uh, g- g- bring us up to speed quick, man.
3: Man, li- life is, is good. It's challenging, but it's good. Um, a lot going on. Uh, actually, on the way here, fellas. Uh, my, my grandmother is 104 years old. Um, this morning, I got a text on the way here. She's been put in hospice. Mm-hmm. So, so, tough morning to drive here, you know, by myself and thinking about all that. So, making plans to go see her probably uh, either tomorrow night or Tuesday. So, but, uh, man, 104, that's a long time, man. For a long time, so you know think, things are good. You know how it is. You, you find these sweet spots, and all of a sudden that wall comes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just uh, getting used to seeing the wall pop up, man. I guess uh, at one particular point, you know, I've talked to Nate about this. You know, you, we, we find that sweet spot. At least I, I thought I did, hmm. and you, I became oblivious to the fact that more walls come. Yeah. And you get blindsided. It's just just yeah, and it's not just one. And it's not just one. All right. Yeah. So, so it, things are being good, man. Uh, working a lot you know, handling the walls, life, business, you know, business, family, the things things are cool, man. Yeah. That's good.
0: And uh, I know because I'm friends with with your brothers, I know that you are not, even though we're not seeing a lot of you, you're no. not isolating.
3: No, 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 not by no means. No, no, no. No, no.
0: no and you, you know what I've been doing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I've been in the trenches, man, with with men. Um, I haven't been isolating by no means. Yeah. And, and if I was, these two right here will call me out quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but been in the trenches, man, you know, with brothers and dealing with life. Um, there is one particular brother that I've met. And that, well, actually, I, I met him via text message. Don't even know what it looks like. I don't even know if I know his real name. I haven't told you guys about this yet. Um, it came through uh, Christine. Mm-hmm. The, the Leahys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been pretty fascinating to to walk with a brother that I've never seen before. Uh, don't even know if I know his real name. I don't think I do, to be honest with you. Um, so that's been a journey. It's been going on for about three months.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I'll, I'll unpack that later. That's a long thing. But, but it, it's, it's pretty cool, man, to be in the trenches with him and some others that you mm-hmm. know of. And, and uh, it's 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 been, whew, but good. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been, been tough. A lot, a lot of spiritual battles, a lot of mental battles, and rocking with men, and in a lot of what the hell moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but fighting, can't stop, right? Fight, man. Can't quit. Gotta keep going. Fight. All right. Well, go
2: ahead. Let's do it like this. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's move that chair more to the front. Yep. So if you have a question, it can be about Samson <clears throat> stuff, your group podcast, uh, personal stuff about Mondo's life. What? So just come and ask your question on this side so it gets picked up in the mic. Oh yeah, there you go. Thanks, man. Then we'll answer it. Last year there was lots of good Thoughts and questions. So, yeah, this was good last or time. Comments. Yeah. Or comments. Or well, so we want comments. I don't yeah. want to hear what people think.
1: <laughs> <sure> honesty. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, so no no limits. Yeah. Who's
3: first? <clears throat> no limits.
5: Yeah. Come yeah. on up.
6: That's
3: good.
5: Hi.
2: What up? You got you to gotta say your name for everybody and where you're from and then we'll all say
5: hi. All right. Well, I'm Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hi, hi. I'm from uh, Michigan. And the main thing I was thinking about that I would like to ask you guys, it seems like, and I don't want to speak for everybody in our group or everyone here, but understanding the Silas thing and and, and how that plays out practically. You know, is it their job to Is it your job to call the Mm -hmm. Silas? At what point do I say, okay, I haven't heard from this guy in five days. Do I track him down? I mean, what does that look like? And is there a good resource to to kinda, that you can look to to say, okay, I'm doing my job or I'm not doing my job? That kind of thing.
2: Well, we're sure glad you asked that today.
0: Yeah. There's an app available. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's an app that, that helps, but uh, I'm not sure I'm even the best guy qualified to do. There are many men in this room who are better Silases than I am. Uh, but, uh, yeah, your job as a Silas is, is really, first of all, to be present. To listen. To be an empathetic witness, to use a phrase we used yesterday. Um, uh, and uh, to be a safe enough person uh, and the way to make yourself safe, by the way, is to disclose your own struggle. That's how you get a guy to talk. Uh, don't become the Yoda or the answer man. Uh, or he's going to start to try to uh, impress you. Right. right. Yeah. What you don't want is a guy who's trying to perform for you to win your approval. Mm-hmm. So show your own weakness. Share your own struggle. But get as you, honest as you can. Even mm-hmm.
2: while you're doing that, though, what do you think the ratio, like, 80 to 20, listening to telling your own story or speaking.
0: Yeah, like so you prime been, the pump by telling your own story, right. but then yeah. you're most—it's you, 20 yeah. talking to 80 listening. I would say, right? Did yeah. You say? Yeah. Yeah. So just yep. just be really aware, especially
2: if you are prone to storytelling mm-hmm. uh, when you're stealing the other guy's call. Yeah. And telling too much of your story. Yeah. So just just nice to have
3: a ratio for you. Yeah. People that think like that. Yeah. Keep and, going. Can, yeah. Oh. Can, and I, can I add to that? That's important. That, that's a that's a, a slippery slope for me. Um, you know, you call me uh-huh. and you say something in your story that triggers a thought. Yeah. And then I want to relate to you, so I respond, and then an hour later I'm still talking.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So to to ignore that trigger, like just just let them talk. Mm-hmm. I have to be very cognizant of that. To make sure that I shut my face and just listen, and if I do want to reply later, literally go get a phone, put put your notepad out, so you don't forget. If you want to say something later, you will find that most of the time you don't need to. At least I find that. Mm-hmm. Me too. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? You find that everything. I'm, okay, I'm gonna say this the next. You know, when he's it done,
2: feels so urgent in the moment. Yeah, exactly. You see, it
3: feels like an emergency, and I realize it's not an emergency. Just, it it kind of handles itself.
2: Well, yeah, and even bigger than that is you want to say something in the moment, like, oh, i got to jump in and kind of correct this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as they keep talking, <clears throat> 10 minutes later, they say the thing that you would have said. Exactly. But if you had said it, you would have stolen the man's epiphany. Yes. You would have told him how
3: to think instead you, you of allow- allowing him the space to discover. You rob this. him of that Yeah. when you get in the way. And that's one thing, especially for guys who are talkers. I don't know who in here is. I, okay <laughs> for, the, for the guys who are who are talkers just be aware of that man just to if you haven't got to tell, I have to tell myself be quiet dude be quiet just keep listening Uh nah, seriously in my head i'm telling myself this mm-hmm. like ignore that little yeah. that thought that pops up so that's, that's good stuff man so you're present make yourself available
2: yeah and 80, the question
0: 20- about uh if you don't hear from your guy mm-hmm. um you know i came up in hardcore 12-step recovery with you know with sponsors who just went, there's no way in hell I'm ever calling you. Mm-hmm. You call me. And basically, that's the pattern I follow um, because I do know that very often if I chase a guy, he's going to mm-hmm. run. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's got to want this for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm But i now at the point where I'm willing to break that rule when a, when a guy has just gone, you know, just gone completely off the radar. Yeah. Please right. understand this about all Samson rules, like in the meeting we're not going to stop
2: and pray about everything that a guy says. Uh, all those things that became the automatic fillers for awkward conversations in the church. There's <laughs> rules about that. Yeah. But that that means that when it's time to break the rule, it becomes so much more powerful because you're like screw that Samson rule, we're going to pray for this guy. I remember in our pirate uh, our pastor pirate group one of our guys had a gun in his jacket to go to the next meeting that he thought he might need to defend himself and we're like yeah we're gonna stop the meeting now spend some time in
1: <laughs>
2: so all of these uh, it's it's important What Nate's saying if you're a, if you're chasing after people yeah you have more of a codependent streak where you're getting your identity uh, rescuing right, sure. everybody yep. Yep. just don't it's not helpful and that's why this is different than accountability where right. you know as you count as the Silas, I'm going to watch over you and find you. Well, whenever I was in those relationships, I'm like, okay, so your job is to catch me. Watch what I'm about to get away with. <laughs> it wasn't helpful, but this was, eh, it's
7: right. your job.
2: Call him. He's, a, he's made himself available, so use it or don't, but it's on you. That's important. Right. And then break the rule when it <laughs> becomes necessary. Yeah. Great, great
3: question, man.
8: Mr. Dan, what you got? Hi, my name is Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan. I'm scared right now. I'm from <laughs> South Carolina, or currently living there. Uh, I first discovered Samson Society in uh, 2016 when I came to Bear Trap Ranch, and uh, you all handed out temporary Silas's, and uh, my Silas, who was there at the time, has been my Silas ever since, and it's been a very fluid relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really, really good for us. And um, I just am really appreciative about him. He actually couldn't make it here uh, today, but uh, I promised I'd drop his name somehow. Uh, Mike Page. All right, Mike. <laughs> so Mike? You are five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's all I got. Thanks. Thanks you guys yeah. are doing a great job. Thanks, <laughs> <Awesome.
3: Take time. laughs> Appreciate it. Hey.
2: Before you ask your question, you can sit down, though. Uh, how many of you have ever wondered about co-silacing with someone? Like, oh, we'll Silas each other? That comes up a lot, but I haven't heard for a while. OK, do you want to respond to why oh. we tend to not co-Silas, that there is one person that's Silas for another man?
0: Go ahead. Explain it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not sure I'd get it right, and I have an idea that, uh, that you have thought this through very clearly. OK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: I
1: haven't. <laughs> I've just,
2: i found that this comes up a lot because I think we try to sh- shortcut a little bit. Yeah. Sure, Instead of sure. me having a silas and me being a silas, we can just get it all done in one call. Yeah. I've found that's not great because, A, you lose the whose job is it to be motivated for this? Yeah. yeah. I, I've found that it's uh, not great because if one guy's deep in the weeds and I'm only semi-deep in the weeds, I'll let him talk. and. Won't want to interrupt his deal by bringing my deal. That's unhelpful. There's a lot of things that makes it just a bad idea. Mm, So I haven't heard any that make it a good idea other than, oh, we get this over with with only one call. But it's a shortcut,
3: though, man. I mean, you you, you said it. You're you're shortcutting shortcut in the process. Um, Yeah, that's scary. The thought of that, I've never done it. Um, but the thought of that is scary. Mm -hmm. Well, it's
2: only only legal in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's scary, man. I mean,
3: because I I I think about, I think, you know, Nate's been my stylist and and I just, the thought of Mm -hmm. us doing that Mm -hmm. scares the hell out of me.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't don't know. Mm Mm-mm. All right. (laughs) I I have seen it work once. I have seen it work once well when we had two therapists in the group. Uh, and it was really tricky for them to be calling anybody else. Okay. And they're trained therapists. Mm-hmm. So they they co-silenced each other. So they established their boundaries and <laughs> yeah, worked <it's> a, <laughs> them.
2: Great. Well, just for those of you that have the question, go. All okay. right.
7: Hi, I'm Stephen. Hi, Stephen. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina.
0: Um, Nate, when I was reading your book, uh, something that really stood out to me that I wish you had uh, even said more about was call no man father oh yeah because that's really been an issue and, I, and with the silas thing it's like it's one or the other either you know you're down below or you're a father figure mm-hmm. and i'd like to hear from all three of you how you navigate that when when your window for brother is so small mm-hmm. it's got it's like how do i do brother yeah mm-hmm.
3: so great question man. yeah
0: yeah it's amazing. I, I did that for so many years myself and I think I wrote about it in the book where uh, you know, I had this antagonistic relationship with my own dad, broken relationship with my own dad, looking for a surrogate father but at the same time having such ambivalent feelings toward father that I'd find somebody and if he didn't fail me fast enough I'd shoot him and go on to the next one. Um, <laughs> now it's weird because I'm an old guy suddenly with white hair and I and I can feel myself at times, guys, wanting to put me in a father role. Um, Jesus was so emphatic on this point. Call no man father. You have a father who is in heaven. You are brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another reason why um, I try to make it a point when I'm talk, especially when I'm with younger guys, is. Um, I try to jump, leap off that pedestal as quickly as I possibly can. And I also try not to give too much fatherly advice. Um, it, it takes a stretch. And for those of us with daddy issues, and most of us have daddy issues, um, that, that father role is going to want to intrude into the relationship, and we have to be conscious of it right.
1: and,
0: and defend against it. Just be aware of your own hearts, too. There are roles that each of us,
2: secretly or not, love to play. So for some people, when they start getting that father energy coming towards them, oh, you want me to be your father, it's like it it can be a little high for you. I have other roles that when I get in that situation, I'm like, get the buzz. Be aware of where that is in your life so that you can step away, that you can realize you're you're adding a notch to the pedestal and climbing up. Um, it's it's just not a
3: it's not a good thing for your heart or the other man's heart. Mm-hmm. Do you think? kind of a piggybacking off your question. Your mm-hmm. response. Do you, do you think age is, plays a factor in that though? Because you you alluded to that. Yeah. Do you think that <coughs> you know an older gentleman, you know, silencing a man who's 20 in his twenties or thirties and you're fifty or sixty? Do you think that? So I'm asking, I guess I'm asking you, what, what, how do you think that plays into it?
0: Yeah, I think it can, and this is why I, I get I get such delight when I see people going against this. with an older guy picks a younger guy to be his mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, flipping it! Okay. I, I yeah. freaking love that. Okay, yeah.
2: I would just warn against the danger doing. Uh, when I was serving in the college church, mm-hmm. I regularly came across guys that were trying to be that father figure when they were in their early 20s mm-hmm. um, and they didn't even realize they were doing it but they were constantly stepping into people's lives in ways that just it felt awkward to me and I think other people so yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: I don't think it is always
3: age dependent okay mm-hmm. yeah okay. I, I, I was kind of just hovering in my head Man, yeah. I thought that I think that's something to think about yeah because um, that's a sensitive thing you know I, I, I know of one particular gentleman he's, he's 24 and um, no dad and mm-hmm. he's pursuing me but the way he's pursuing me to silence him is he's, he's looking for a father figure and, I, and, I, and honestly I don't know what to do with it, it you know what I mean I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, so I'm kind of asking questions it's, that, it's like okay. I need to sit in that chair Yeah. and you know because I really don't know what to do with something like that it's okay when, you to you have be clear a, yeah. with something like
2: that that you say I'm hey I'm kind of feeling you have this need we've talked about sure um, tell, tell me what you're feeling let them try to explain it because sure. maybe you're wrong Mm-hmm. But then just to say, all right, dude, I get that, and I love you, but we're going to be brothers here. Yeah, I can't replace your father. I'm not supposed to, but we're going to find our father yeah. in heaven. Just Sometimes we try to get subtle in those moments instead of just right. being like, am I
3: right about this? Yes? Okay, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how I'm going to participate. Establish it on the front end. Totally. Yeah, you, you can't assume mm-hmm. that he's going to figure it out. How this dynamic is going to flow? Just yeah. basically draw the line up up front. That's what you're saying.
2: But it's an invitation. It's yeah. not a
3: rejection. Sure. It's yeah, not. Sure. I'm not
2: going to be your dad. It's hey right, I, Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not. That's not good for you. But let's do this together. Sure. Now we're still brothers. And what are we doing? But looking for the heart of the father. That's a great invitation. Sure. Absolutely. Beautiful. Because you don't want to reject that guy.
3: No. He's no. Already been definitely. Broken. Yeah. Definitely don't do that.
2: Hey, guys, I'm Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, From Connecticut. I've uh, been talking a lot about Unwanted in our virtual oh. group. on you guys interviewed yeah. him on the podcast. Um, and I know you guys have read a lot of other books. Mom, I don't know if you've read the book yet or not. Um, but for you guys, even after having interviewed him, but in the book, what was the biggest shocker for you? Like that one line or the... Concept or something that? And did I not make this clear that they don't give me the book; they only (laughs) send it to him.
0: (laughs) I haven't read this book. (laughs) So, Nate, this question is only to you. I'll I'll tell you, the the line that absolutely killed me was, he said, "It's in our sexual uh, brokenness that we're being the most honest," Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know instead of trying to shut down and run away from and ignore and somehow annihilate that desire and that behavior and to run from it as hard as we can let's turn to it and look at it and 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 there are clues in that behavior to what the legitimate need is that we are trying to meet and we have to move toward it and 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 uh, And that means that the the conversation is going to get pretty clear. It's probably going to get pretty explicit. It's not a conversation we can have with everybody, but we can have it in this room. We can have it with these guys. And I don't have to finesse uh, or talk in code about where my temptation is or where my acting out takes me. Um, I I don't have to pretend that I don't have fantasies that I do have. We can talk about it here and 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 then pray our way toward health and healing. So yeah, that was the line that killed me. Uh, by the way, uh, listeners, the the book that Ben is talking about is Unwanted by Jay Stringer, and he is a guest in a previous podcast. I don't know the episode number, but find it, listen to it, and get the book. Can I follow up on the Yeah. Book? Question. Real quick question. Sorry, I'm gonna go right to. Oh, you're going to jump the line. Yes. Okay, Larry. Jump the line. Oh, I'm Larry Bailey from Seattle, Washington. Hey, Larry. So my question is, uh, I am in GA, Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah. uh, And my sponsor did the same thing with what I was trading options, and that's how I burned the bridges. And yeah. Yeah. But uh, he said to to look at my patterns Uh of compulsive behavior. What did I trade? When did I trade it? Why did I trade it? Then you are getting down to the alone yeah. abandon, all those kind of things. Can you talk about other addictions? Because in, in my Samson group there are a couple other addictions, mostly sexual, but there are a couple others. Yeah. Can you talk about how we can use those behaviors and, and you know and, and carefully so why? What was I doing? You know, yeah as as a key to whole thing health and wholeness. Yeah, like I, I th- and I think you've already set that up beautifully, Larry. And I here, that my sponsor did. So. Yeah, yeah. And you're, uh, you're in the same, in the same <coughs> town where Jay Stringer is. Have you run into him? Uh, no, I'm about 60 miles away. But Okay, yeah, all right. Um, He's part of man and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and this is a lesson. Of, let us remind ourselves and the listener that Samson is not a group for sex addicts. Sex addicts are welcome, but it's not a requirement for membership.
2: Uh, uh, you mean I didn't have to start?
1: Mother! <laughs> <I didn't> <laughs> okay. All
0: of us are here because we have something in our lives that bigger, that's bigger than we are. But for, it isn't for for all of us. It, it isn't true that for all of us that thing is sexual. And so we got to make sure. All we, but here's the amazing thing: we addicts all share an inner architecture, and these especially process addictions. So, so so porn and internet addiction, which doesn't have to be an addiction to pornography, and uh, gambling and uh, uh, eating falls into that same category. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the closest thing to the experience of a sex addict is an overeater. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. we can, and I've, I've been to groups, I've been to one group that was almost all overeaters, Samson guys. Mm. So, uh, it was great, we had a fantastic meal, and then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, but it's good to know, I hadn't even thought about that, Larry. It's good to know that that strategy that Jay is recommending to us, us sex addicts, of, of looking at the patterns and the behavior and going, what is, what is the need, uh, uh, what's the hurt, it's... it's Enlightening for me to hear that that works as well with somebody whose major problem is is risk taking. Yeah.
8: Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, hey,
0: Alex. Hey. For Michigan,
8: um, and I I know as I uh, talk to family and friends that have uh, middle school age children that are entering into you know pornography use and sexual brokenness. That I'm afraid that anything I say is just going to cause harm. And I'm curious, how, how do I avoid harming by talking to, you know, my family and friends or the parents So what do you, harming what do you mean, their children? Give me more on what you mean by that, whatever you say being what? Uh, if I share my story, how I've gotten help, and that if you try to apply anything that I just said to, you know, a 12-year-old's life, that it's just going to, like, hurt them. By if, sharing with the parent. Like yeah, sharing with, with the, the parent? parent, and then if they enact any, I don't know. If if they look at the model of, oh, well, Alex goes to groups. Uh, Alex has, yeah. you know, done this various uh, confessions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have a young child. Like right. how, how do I help that parent? Yeah, uh, to great work question. with their child. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still.
2: T- so, you're wanting to help another person who has middle school kids on how to face the realities of porn for their kids while being honest about their
8: own stuff? Is that. Where they have not. The parent uh, may not have gone
0: through any of this, but their child is. Oh, so they oh see yeah. So the parent's not necessarily on a path. Yeah. yeah. The parent's just being a parent. parent's not clued in. And, you're sitting yeah. there going, hey, you may not know this, but your kid is in. Uh, in dangerous water. Yeah, that's right. So yeah,
2: how do you know these parents in this um, completely hypothetical situation? Yeah. <laughs> close friends. Okay, so they're close friends. Yeah, Okay, close friends. that's that's really important. I I think you start by saying, hey, I want to share my story, and you get vulnerable, and uh, and and I don't. I just wanted you to know. I w- if this isn't something you have experience with, but you know your kids are at this age where, you know, average age of exposure to porn is, what, like 10 now for? Eight. Eight. What? Why does it keep moving down? What are we going to have, like, fetal screens at some point? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very frustrating. So you can tell them that and say, I don't know if you know anything, if you know about this stuff, but I, I'd be happy to be a resource. You open the door and then let them take it or not. That's what you um, But don't if they're not ready to go there don't I push yeah don't at, push at one of my at a camp that my I had started 21 years ago and then my kids ended up going to it when my son was in maybe 7th grade I talked to the director I'm like dude one night why don't I just like we'll tell the parents that one night I'm going to talk to them about porn and have a conversation which I love that my son was like, yeah, totally, Dad, let's talk to all my friends publicly about porn. He's such a good guy. He came last year. Uh, there was one mom that was like, no, my son, A, my son doesn't struggle with that, and B, if he ever needs to have that talk, it will be from his father. And he was like a 15-year-old. Mm. And I I was, of course, curious to meet him throughout the week this cherub of a, of a 15 year old <laughs> <laughs> and he was a his super sweet kid but based on the conversations that were happening in that group his mom doesn't have the first clue what's happening but it was still my job to just back off and be like okay that lady's
1: not going to yeah. I wanted to talk to her and be
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hang on a second. Hang on a second. We got okay, recording good. problems. Yeah, Technical was difficulties. Difficult. Marker's wrong, so it stopped. It went. We're good though. We're good. Are yeah. we good? Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it basically cut your last
3: sentence off. Oh, that the best oh,
1: that was that was like the yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back up. Hey, yeah, right. Hey, I'm Tyler. Hey, Hi, Tyler. Tyler. Uh, this is my my first Samson meeting. Was Friday night yeah. here at the retreat. So I'm pretty excited to. And you led. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I did. So, um, so that, was, that was cool. Um, I guess um, I am a talker that we were talking about earlier, so I only have like 15 things to go over real quick. Um, <laughs> now, one, one thing is more just a kind of a, a, a celebration story of the Silas app. Um, I was driving from a work event um, back home, it's about two hour drive and uh, in the midst of my addiction, a uh, car time was a great personal loan time to do whatever I want, look at whatever I want, and started kind of recognizing some feelings, and I called a couple of buddies of mine who aren't involved in Sampson, but just guys I can normally reach out to, and uh, couldn't get a hold of them, and I was like, if well, this half thing works. So, uh, you know, opened it up, and you know, Nate, I saw your name, and I was like, yeah, that'd be funny I Nate, you know, so I click know. it on, and Nate didn't answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went to the uh, next one uh, and a guy named Mike picked up uh, in Texas and I this last name escapes me but um, it was great and it was exactly what I needed and I just wanted to share that um, for people that don't know it so you guys know that your efforts with setting that up were, uh well well used for me so mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it was a good awesome. thing so yeah, um, yeah just want to great. share that um, So uh, a thought with Sampson House, and this is I guess for the comment box and then I have a question for you guys, is um, when I disclosed everything to my wife, I was uh, pretty immediately asked to leave. And so I was in a situation you talked about. And um, uh, it was hard to try to figure out who to call uh, because nobody knew my story, no one did. I told my closest friends. And um, and so I had some friends in town that my first friend from fifth grade, I would have called him, but I was like, oh, his wife's there, his kid's there, I don't wanna, be there with that. And I called my buddy who uh, is another close friend who's single, um, this kid is older, and he came pick me up, uh, just, you know, blocked from my house. Um, but is it possible to maybe set up something where like uh, an available, you know, pirate monk in the area that just might have a living situation where mm. they have room um to to let somebody in moments notice yeah i got a bedroom come stay with us you know that's that's a good situation that's a great idea I yeah. so i don't kind a of a great idea samson b&b yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah little airbnb yeah yeah. There. yeah yeah there you go. yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. So uh, yeah, that's that. But then, um, kind of, uh, I didn't think about it until uh, Alex just asked about the kids, and um, I have a seven-year-old son, a two-year-old daughter, and I know one day I need to share my story with them. Uh, my son was this is just last year, so he was he knew I left and I was out of the house for you know, like three, four weeks, and um, you know I need to tell him about my story and what does that look like? I'm sure there's no script to it, but any thoughts? Any um, age uh, that probably gonna start talking about it um just kind of open floor to hear your thoughts on that what do you think thanks
2: thanks thank you taylor thank you i think kids lead the conversation we have to be aware it's it's sometimes subtle but the kids are showing what they're wanting to hear needing to hear sometimes it's through their acting out and you need to make your story part of that and i think it's always different with the level of detail there's not a sure you know it If you get too used to sharing all your detail with other guys, then you start to jump into that with your kids, sometimes inappropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really think it's a case-by-case thing and really paying attention to the cues. Obviously with my son who's adopted, I'm constantly watching, like, when is it time to talk more about his birth mother, Mm -hmm. her pictures up in the house, it's like she's there, but he's not. So it's, there's a lot of these issues with our kids, and I think we just have to pay attention and know that we're going to be wrong And then we're going to try to do our
3: best to make amends for that. Well, that's my thought. Yeah, I liked it yeah. um, I have a response to that man one thing that I've done with my kids um, I've attempted to do and I, it's working out pretty good. I think I think we'll find out in years when they're mm-hmm. adults <laughs> but um, I have two girls and one, one fear of mine was I did not want them to become adults and look at me and say, how come you never told us? I, I, I go you know in time and I think whether I'm on my deathbed or where we're having dinner and they're getting married, whatever it is, I just never want them to ask me, how come you didn't say anything to us? How come you didn't tell us the truth? So from a young age, age appropriate, mm-hmm. I knew I was skating on thin ice, but I told them my story when they, they, they poked, they would ask little bitty things and you know what they're getting at. You feel it, you, you know what they're getting at, but age appropriate. So the best way I can describe it was I would present like a coloring book, a, a wireframe, no vivid colors, just kind of cliff notes to the story. It's the same story, but not with all the gory detail. Mm-hmm. As they became older and they would poke again, I color one piece of the picture. Same story, I tell the same story again, color one piece of the picture. They get a little older, okay? same wireframe color another piece of the picture see it's great And it's no big download like here's yeah a big it's not a big download. i'm just i'm just coloring yeah. a piece as they get older and they can they can comprehend what's going on now what i didn't realize is the how safe they they became to ask and now they ask questions with a smile on their face it messed me up
1: <laughs> but like
3: zoe asked me she asked me questions and she was like so dad so tell me about such and such with mom i'm like okay go back to the wireframe okay this part hasn't been colored in color that in oh okay that makes sense it's fascinating man i don't know if that again that's something i've been experiencing borrow it chew it up spit it out whatever but there you go i mean that's that's what i've been attempting is it perfect no have i dropped too much in color too much yeah (laughs) Say, oh, ignore that part outside the lines. <laughs> come back, come back in, and leave it alone. And then when they poke again, mm-hmm. and it's always in the car. Why is it in the car, man? Why is it in the car? You hear that question from the back seat? You know? <laughs> so, I don't know why it is, but maybe that, that can help a little bit. Man. So, good. good for me, brother Grady. What's
6: up? Hey, my name's Grady. Hey, Grady. Hey, Grady. It's like gravy, but with a D.
3: <laughs> <laughs> gravy Grady. <laughs> i am actually,
6: at Chick-fil-A, they say, so your name's Gravy? And they'll call that out. <laughs> uh, that's a <clears throat> um, uh, Quick comment. I love the Women the Women group. And um, my wife's just been absolutely chomping at the bit for any kind of thing like that. So mm-hmm.
0: I think that's amazing. Okay. Um, my question... Uh, oh, by the way, that reference for our listeners is that... Oh, yeah is that uh, through point. the virtual meetings, uh, the wives of Samson guys have started to get together with meetings of their own. Are, are you hoping they go back to calling themselves chickmunks like they <laughs> did? In- <laughs> 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 I, used to, I used to love the chick monks. Chick-munks. 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 Yeah, chick-munks. Yeah. That's cute. My wife hated the Samsonettes. Uh-oh. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Grady knows his mind,
6: Nobody's feeling the Delilah group yeah. Uh, titles. yeah, yeah. I've, I've asked about that one. Uh, Okay, so my my question was addressed a little bit already um, with the Jay Stringer kind of opening the door on that. I haven't read his book, I don't follow him too much, but I read an article that he wrote. And um, so what has helped me in my recovery is his his concept of finishing your fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so in your mind it's this little snippet of a story and what he kind of says is walk through it as if it really happened and, and watch the pain that, that you disassociate, you know, mm-hmm. if those moments were to be real. Um, and that's kind of what you said, he, he, he kind of talked about you mm-hmm. walked that road. <clears throat> so I guess I can kind of, instead of just sort of opening the door on that, I want to kind of narrow it down in um, maybe some methods, asking about like how you guys have done that. I, I personally have done that like, kind of alone, just thinking and mm-hmm. it had a huge impact, but I haven't really done it in discussion with anybody. It sounds like you kind of said you've done some of that. So just anything along that line of where have you found success in, like, facing the music instead yeah. of just run away, throw a Bible at it, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a great you know, strategy was recommended to me early on in recovery. Uh, you know, that was uh, play, the t- play the whole tape. Play the tape forward. Where does this story goes? Uh, go? Uh, when I get home this afternoon, I'll be meeting with somebody who... Uh, has made plans to, you know, abrupt plans to leave their marriage and get with somebody they've met online. And they've got a plane ticket and they're going to go. The whole strategy of my conversation is going to be let's play the tape forward. Um, And uh, what I'm hoping is that when this person, and and I'm hoping this person will do the talking, I'll try to set it up and let that person talk. Sometimes, when we hear it come out of our own mouth, mm-hmm. then it gets real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but isn't it wild? Yeah, you know, for <laughs> for years, I never left a massage parlor or uh, a whorehouse or a strip club, uh, or an adult bookstore, saying that was a good decision. <laughs> uh, man, I just feel so much better. Never left that way. Um, but would sometime, would but would be drawn there like a moth to a flame. But would not think through, wouldn't play the tape ahead. What I was actually buying. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's this is important coming back to what we were talking about earlier with the judgment and mm-hmm. not lying about it. Mm-hmm. If you're in that conversation with somebody else, or you're trying to talk about it, the feeling's overwhelming that this relationship that she's that they are going to go do is a good idea. Um, and it will be fun. It will be crazy fun for that weekend. And so in the conversation of playing the tape forward, you don't have to Christianize the. So step one is, this is probably gonna be incredible. Mm-hmm. Because step two and three, when you have to say, and then you're going to look into your kid's eyes as you are packing your shed. I'm not gonna believe that if you've already lied about the fun part. But let's be honest about the whole thing, and I find I am more receptive and others are more receptive, you're like, yep, sure. If if sin and destruction wasn't fun, we wouldn't be here this weekend. It's
4: good.
5: Hey, I'm Rocky. Hey, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved what Schulte said this uh, last uh, Friday night about if I tell the truth about myself, those that are good for me will move toward towards me those that aren't will move away from me and uh, when I first started recovery it actually came from a, a group of guys in my church that the Holy Spirit moved and then we went out for a series of many men's retreats and one guy that knew recovery he facilitated and people told their stories. And it was a strong group. Now all these guys have drifted. Um, I know some have gone into crisis time. And God's really putting it on my heart. But I was scared to death that time. I prayer walked that barn that night before I told my story. I had so much shame. And then even getting back into recovery... Uh, the first, uh, I went to a newcomer's meeting with Tom virtually that morning and it was a Monday morning and I came to my first Samson uh, at the Franklin meeting on Monday night and so I just kind of, what do they call it, shock therapy or whatever mm-hmm. where you just jump all into it. Um, but I'm feeling convicted by God to start searching these guys out and and making connections with them but I am just scared to death, and this may not even be a valid question, but, I mean, what is strength training, you know, bravery training that you guys have done in the past, or how have those times where you've been deathly afraid to share the truth about yourself, how did you get beyond that? Mm-hmm. And I'll hang up and just listen from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to
0: me, I... Uh, you know the the meetings that I've started going to 20 years ago. I think the most the greatest benefit of those meetings was shame reduction. Uh, in those meetings, those were 12-step meetings for sex addicts. And the way you introduced yourself, you said, "Hi, I'm Nate, and I'm a recovering sex addict." I couldn't say it for the first couple of weeks, and then I could finally say, "I'm Nate. I'm a recovering sex addict." Uh, I couldn't do it while looking at anybody else in the room. I was looking at the floor. Um, but over time, as, uh, as I came out of hiding within the safety of that room, shame began to lose its power. And then it got to the point of eventually where I, the pendulum swung too far the other way. And it was such liberation in not being ashamed of my story anymore. That I became a little bit promiscuous in sharing it, uh, and you know, at the t- the tiniest tiniest indication that somebody might listen, so we'd go to somebody's house and Allie would go, please, Nate, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them you're a sex addict. And ten minutes later, I've seen an opening. Uh, I mean, Nate, the share slut. <laughs> <laughs> Make it work, uh, but. But after a while, Allie stopped asking me not to say it because she saw what happened time after time after time. She was anticipating awkwardness and rejection. Mm -hmm. Might have been some awkwardness, but what she saw was guys coming hard in my direction. Uh, So I think the courage comes, you know, we take it in steps. Shame is a powerful thing and there is a screaming voice inside or outside that says, you can't say that. You can't tell your story. But uh, as we are encouraged by others, I don't know that any of us can screw up the courage to do this alone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: No, I love that you said strength training because I think the more you say it out loud, the the more you're like, oh, those words weren't as hard to say. So even if you have one safe person, again, this comes... It comes down to clearly just ask for what you need mm-hmm. and say, okay, you know my story, I want to tell you my story. And you say, okay, I'd like to tell you the same story like five more times uh, in the next couple of weeks. That might seem stupid, you already told the same person, but really it's forming the words, hearing them come out of your mouth, that yes. really does start to make it easier. Yes. So that's, that's gotta be about the simplest yes. step to just find one safe person and okay. ask them, can I practice saying this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's
3: spot on that's, that's been my journey is to talk about it uh, repeatedly and
1: mm-hmm.
3: that, that was hard man you know it, it, but I, I, I came to this realization that the courage that I was looking for was on the other side of my discomfort I had to man up grow a third ball and do it mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. don't punk out mm. do it is it hard? Hell yeah, it is, man. Do it anyway. Yeah, that's the other part is making that decision. Make that decision and do it anyway. It's, it's gonna. Have I'm to, going man.
2: to talk about this today. And
3: no, okay, here, here's, a, here's the lie that I told myself. You know, if I if I make this a practice, it's gonna get easy and it won't ever be hard again. Uh that's a lie. Mm. <laughs> here's the reality. It's always hard. Do it anyway.
8: Mm. Get comfortable with under- Yeah,
3: and know that even with courage, Courage doesn't get doesn't minimize how difficult it is. You could just get to it faster with courage. You can break through the wall faster the wall's still there though you know what I'm saying so for me it was it was do it anyway,
0: do it anyway, man up, you know. Yeah maybe I'm a little perverse but I uh oh, it's doubtless I'm a little perverse but, uh, but I, I did I did find there is kind of this there's this discomfort when you drop the turd in the punch bowl right and, right and and you say it but see I'm I'm not I'm not uncomfortable but I kind of like watching everybody else get uncomfortable for a minute yeah. Huh? oh yeah I feel you it's, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I it's kinda it. sick it, uh, it's not a good motivation but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah I feel that I, I love you yeah, but, but, but at the same time I uh, I almost always there are people in the room who have been dying for that conversation forever
1: yeah,
3: yeah. I love to see that the it's, you don't see it physically but it's that exhale in the room yeah like finally yeah somebody's going to be real. Yeah. That you know what I mean Then you feel that that tension leave the room, the fake the, the tension of fakeness. Yeah, yeah. Leave the room. Yeah. I, that, that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I yeah. love that. All right, we got four more. We're going to try to zip through them so because
0: we are What time is it? Quarter till 12. Cool. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
7: I am John. Hi John. Hey, John. hey I'm from uh, Lansing, Michigan and how do we that breaking that release that we just talked about. And a little bit ago, a couple people were talking about kids. And, and I don't mean like our own children, but just, you know, the trusted adults, youth pastors, teachers, counselors, how do we help the kid that maybe can't talk to their parents, but we know something's going on, they're addicted. Are there resources for kids to have this conversation with each other? And how as adults do we bridge that awkwardness? You know, I I would hate, this is my own story, like I get to, you know, 18, 19 years old, I had this problem for years and I knew it was a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't that I'm actively doing this and I want to do it because it's the cool hip thing to do, like I was struggling, wanting to quit. Mm
1: -hmm.
7: Are there resources out there for kids that want help? And how do we as adults, foster that yeah.
2: there's, only, there's only two legitimate paths that aren't going to get you in trouble one is youth pastors get to get deep in kids lives and have some confidentiality um, and two if you know a kid or have a kid that can help lead that with their friends otherwise if they're not your kids like you gotta have full they, parental they, you're, they you're in creepy ground from step one mm-hmm. But that's okay because there are youth pastors that need people to sit down and say, hey, I wanted to show you some stuff, I want to tell you about some resources so you can get involved with the people that are allowed to do that without the creepiness. But you gotta go through those avenues um, and it and it's hard. I know when my son came last year, he's tried to start Samson groups with his friends, various kinds of things and, and it's hard because uh, they, they don't, they weren't here, yeah. right? You're, it's like going on a short-term missionary trip where you judge everybody else because they don't care about a little village in Guatemala the same as you do, and so they must not love Jesus. Same thing. <laughs> you guys have experienced something. You're like, what is wrong with this youth pastor or this church that so they don't get it? Well, they haven't visited Guatemala yet. So that's the big thing is just helping them and then creating the experiences, and then kids learn to
0: have that vehicle. Uh, on the matter of resources, there is uh, a great initiative with a terrific website that is geared toward kids, uh, teens anyway, called Fight the New Drug. Uh, with all, uh, It's uh, great resources geared to kids, great swag, uh, and uh, that can really help kids rally to a campaign. <laughs> Teenagers are, uh, tend to be idealistic. They need a purpose. They need a mission. Fight the New Drug is a great mission. But the straight-up Samson meeting has worked for my son and his
2: friends in their various forms. Oh, they, yeah? You know, they even let one of the moms stay while they were doing it. They're like, yeah, we don't care. And then they talked about crazy intimate stuff. I, she called me. She's like, our kids are weird. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, anyways, it, it, I think yeah. just Samson stuff's a good resource. But mm-hmm. I agree. Purpose is big. All right, come on. Hey, guys. I'm Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah.
0: I, one of the things I love about Samson is how well it's played for myself and other people coming in from other fellowships as a drug addict recovering drug addict I uh, I've run into a few um, I guess you'd say issues of overlap um, I was just wondering if y'all could talk about that like let me give you an example my uh, um, sponsor who is very strong in my life and has been there and pushed me towards Samson, um, you know is uh, into a place where maybe i'm not using my silas enough and maybe i'm going to him too much and he'll tell me hey go to your silas and um so i don't know if that question's clear but can y'all talk a little bit about the overlap there and um so when is when is
2: overlap appropriate versus inappropriate and yeah but i love
0: how it plays together yeah Yeah, that's wonderful Yeah. yeah the uh the The challenge that comes when we when we're in uh, dual programs, or you can even you, you can you can encounter the same challenge if you're just in Samson, but you decide to have two or three siloses. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is <laughs> that you can play one against the other. You can give half the story to one, half the story to the other, and convince yourself you tell the whole truth. Um, or get advice from all three and pick the one that you
2: most want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Choice, yeah.
0: So it is. It is a challenge uh, when we are. Uh, yeah, when we're in when we're in two groups. So if we've got a silas and we got a sponsor, my counsel is to push yourself to full disclosure to both men, mm-hmm. and uh, your sponsor. In, uh, in the 12-step group is going to be very, very uh, intuitive uh, b- because of his own experience with drug addiction and he's going to spot stuff that your Silas, who's not a drug addict, is going to miss. At the same time, your Silas, because of his intimate understanding of your common struggle, is going to see stuff that your drug addict guy, if he's not addicted in the same way, is not going to see. So you just gotta, it's, it's full disclosure to both men. So the simple very difficult
2: answer to your question is you have to know your own heart in this and see where you're using this to hide versus the overlap is just awesome because these are more people that yeah know the full you but that's totally up to you nobody else gets to give you rules for that
7: that's great
2: Thank you.
4: cool hi guys I'm Jason, hey, Jason. I'm from Anonymous Place. Now, I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> um, I, w- I don't have a question, but I want to give a shout-out, and I want to give a challenge. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Matt Dobschutz for wow. introducing me to Breaking Free Virtual Summit, uh-huh. which introduced me to Nate Larkin and Samson Society. And you guys are saving my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was suicidal uh, back in May, and God said, you have to work on this shit. And God taught me through uh, abuse and recovery group that was part of that I need connection. Mm-hmm. Connection is key. To recovery without that I wouldn't be here and I'm part of the virtual group and those guys they have no idea how much they mean to me to jump on the chat to jump on a meeting to my Silas I talk to every single day we're in the same field we mm-hmm. I can vent to them about everything and anything and it's just amazing so you guys thank you awesome. what you do so my challenge comes out to Samson house said that you guys need two hundred and thirty thousand Tom
0: 211,000
4: 211, well, I'm gonna challenge 230,000 because that's the numbers that I ran. Okay, that's about $19,000 a month, give or take. That's 360 guys committing to $54 a day. Do you know how much we spend on coffee? A on day or average. a month? Uh, a, a, a month. Yeah, 360 guys, $54 a month, right? Okay. I did $638 a day is what you guys need to, to, yeah. to, to, to be really in the black. But on average, in 2012, I was doing some research, we spend $57 a month on coffee the average American so like I don't know about anybody else here but I'm a taker I like things for free I don't like paying for apps somebody spends three dollars on an app that I'm gonna spend hours on I don't want to pay for it I want it for free but I think if we're gonna make a dent we have to give I mean you guys remember promise keepers I wasn't a Christian at the time but those guys I think we can we can be the promise keepers of this generation. We can make a dent and a change, but we need to fund that. We need to be givers. Some challenging guys out there, 360 of us, I'm going to be one of them, $54 a month. If we can do that, we can fully fund this ministry for the next year. So that's all I got. Thank wow. you.
1: Wow. <laughs> hey, guys, i John. John,
2: John, our, John. Final, uh, our final question of the retreat <clears throat> We're
3: closing this thing out, John. Well, um, I consider myself a master of the obvious and I'm asking for some help because I'm ready to take the next step in this and I need a silence. And when you look at what it is to me that's a huge ask.
0: Yeah. And I just need some advice in finding somebody. Mm-hmm. Alright excellent. How do I find a silas? Are you, uh, let me ask you John, are you in a face-to-face Samson group or a virtual group?
3: Uh, we're trying to get a face-to-face going in my hometown but I'm in a virtual group. That okay. cannot miss. I just, I don't miss it unless yeah. something family.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. First of all, there are a couple of key uh, points about Silas to remember. First of all, uh, a Silas is a trustworthy traveling companion for this stretch of the road. Some Silas relationships are very long-term, but, but that actually is rare. Uh, what is more common is I walk with a guy for a while. It's like we're all on a long hike to the top of a mountain. And if you've ever done that, uh, one that's over the course of many days, over the course of that hike, you're going you're to find yourself falling in step with different guys. And you're going to have great conversations on the way up. So it's not like a marriage proposal when you're asking a guy to be your Silas. You're not making a <laughs> lifetime commitment you're saying, can we go to the end of a block, right?
1: Okay.
0: So um, it's good to start with, uh, and if you're, and if you're uh, rejection-averse, as I am, you can ask for a temporary silence. Uh, just make it like really, really... But the point is, uh, in your meetings, pay attention to who you resonate with. That guy talks, and you think, yeah, I can I connect with that guy I like the way he speaks uh, my recommend you can do it through the app now you can ask a guy through the app to be your Silas uh, and if he's the leader of the group and he's been leading for a while the odds are pretty good that his he's going to be fully committed he's walking with too many guys there's a chance that he may some that he, a slot may just have opened up because somebody else has moved on so it's never a bad idea to ask the leader of your group. It's a low percentage that he's going to be able to do it. But go ahead and ask. And if he's got a slot, he'll he'll probably take you. If not, he may suggest somebody, if he knows you. Or you can just ask somebody else through the app. Would you, would you mind being my Silas? Uh, and, yeah. and then everybody has to be really gracious from there. You're going to know if it
2: resonates or it doesn't. Uh, Nate is a bit too, he has always been too glib about this walking for a little while thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It can hurt sometimes when you get dumped as a <laughs> Uh You know, it, and, but you acknowledge, I, yeah, this yeah. was for a stretch of the road. Everything Nate said is true. But depending on how you're wired, I mean, Nate asked me to be a Silas and then found somebody else within three weeks. I don't even think it lasted two weeks. (laughs) You never told me why that didn't work out. But I assume that (laughs) it's it's not that type. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't feel like, oh, Nate doesn't like me. I had a Silas that was one of my best friends, and he was too damn nice. I needed someone that had a little more punch. I talk about things and would be like mm-hmm that's that's great <laughs> <Isn't> that great <laughs> kick me in the nuts here I need, I need something so I fired him and he's still my best friend so we need to be gracious and not make a bunch of assumptions
0: but it's it's tricky it is tricky yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's also absolutely essential mm-hmm. uh, just going to meetings as good as they are won't get us where we want to be where we want to go
2: and I think what Nate's telling you and others is don't be afraid to just step in if it's not a good fit
0: find somebody else this this isn't a big deal Um. because really it's Jesus in the relationship that makes it you know we just we get another guy that other guy is going to be messed up too we're going to trust that Jesus is going to be in those conversations because his promise was when two or three of us are gathered in his name he's going to be there Yeah, and that's why everybody needs a Silas, and anybody can be a Silas. If you think you can't be a Silas, please allow me to correct your thinking. You can be. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Listeners, you've got a chance to
2: start saving your pennies because we are going to be retreating in Scotland. We
0: are. We are. In the end of May. The end of May. May 31st, June 1st and 2nd. 2019, we will be at a Young Life camp an hour from Edinburgh. Uh, Wouldn't it it be cool if it was like that first Samson deal where there were
2: more Samson guys than guys that showed up? Yeah. So we go to Scotland, there's more like North Americans there that want to hang out with the Scottish. That would be brilliant.
0: Wouldn't it be awesome? awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so as many from, uh, so so we've got plenty of guys who listen to us on the other side of the pond, so if you're over there and you're within proximity of Scotland, you can catch a Ryanair flight or something else to go to Edinburgh, start planning now to come. We're gonna make it as affordable as possible and details become available as soon as we uh, get our shit together. Uh, (laughs) And if you are in, uh, in North America, and uh, you have dreamed forever of going to Scotland. You now have a valid excuse. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, and I plan to go. Go to, go for the treat. I'm going to figure out how to stay for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, go to Edinburgh. I want to go for. I want to. I want to do some hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be great. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've been talking for a while. It has been. Uh, but uh, what a wonderful way to wrap the wrap the weekend. I want to thank all our guests. Uh, you were terrific. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how do we end it? We just go until next week. Well, we've got to get, you know, the email address. All oh, the email address. Oh, yes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, uh, if you were not at the retreat but would like to comment on it anyway, uh, <laughs> or if you, have, uh, if you would like to add your two cents or ask a question related to anything that's been brought up in today's, Uh, program, please drop us a line at pirate monk podcast at gmail.com. All right, well, until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mondo. We are your pals on the Pirate Monk Podcast. This episode
2: of the Pirate Monk Podcast was recorded in front of a live studio audience.
0: Excellent, guys. Now, is your clock wrong? Is it really? It's 11. It's 11, it's 11. It's not